Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 10. Beginning in verse 1, the beginning of chapter 10, is actually closely linked to the latter half of chapter 9. And in chapter 9, Jesus had been speaking to the Pharisees, the Pharisees being the religious leaders of that day. Well, the Pharisees were men who had all of the outward manifests of religiosity. They failed to truly be reborn and regenerated as Christ mandated in order to come before the true and living God. Yes, they went to church, you can call it that, on the Sabbath, and they followed the rules and they dressed the part. But they didn't really belong to God. Many people find themselves in the same situation today as they stand before God. They will actually spend their lives steeped in church, steeped in religion. But as Jesus said in Matthew 7.23, many will only hear him say, quote, I never knew you, depart from me, end quote. You see, the scripture is absolutely clear and emphatic that unless one is a born anew or born again, he can't see God's kingdom. Now, these men that Jesus was dealing with were wealthy, they were comfortable, and they certainly were self-satisfied. They were children of religion, children of church, but again, they were not children of God. Somewhere in history, I think we lost our direction on this matter. We began to think that the way to God is by being moral and going to church. That isn't true at all. That's man's ideas, and actually, they're totally made up. It's humanity's attempt at being right with God while still maintaining control and sovereignty of a person's individual life. So in this chapter, Christ makes it very clear that what he seeks of us is a relationship. He desires to know us personally, and he desires to know us intimately. For that, we must be born again. Those are not my words. They are the words of the Bible. Yet many people will be purposely thick on this issue, just as the Pharisees were. They did not want to discuss the matter, nor did they wish to hear reason or scriptural truth. No, they had made up their minds, and that's all there was to it. And they certainly didn't want to be confused with the facts. Now, if you recall, the blind man healed back in chapter 9. He had indeed caused a great deal of confusion and rhetoric. I mean, he was... A real monkey wrench in the religious wheels, and he had really messed up their status quo. It's truly hard to debate and dispute a living, breathing argument when he or she is standing right in front of you. I mean, you tell this guy, this blind man healed, that Jesus isn't the real thing. You tell him that religion is instead the road to take. I mean, here was a guy who had been blind from birth and religion never did a thing for him. It took Jesus, and it took a powerful personal intervention. The Pharisee in the last chapter, having witnessed the healing of the blind men, had asked Jesus incredulously, are we also blind? 
Jesus would now move in chapter 10 to answer that very question. Verse 1. Most certainly I tell you, one who doesn't enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, is a thief and a robber. Jesus, as he did so often, speaks herein to the people in terms that they can clearly and immediately grasp. He wasn't teaching deep theology, he wasn't teaching complicated religious concepts. He was actually speaking in just simple street Greek and, frankly, around a third grade reading level. It seems it was very important to Jesus that the people were able to understand what he was saying, even if many of them refused to hear it just the same. He began by verbally drawing a simple picture in terms that were readily understood in that farming and herding culture that he was in. Now, the sheepfold that Jesus is speaking of here is simply an enclosure. It would be a fenced area used to house and protect the sheep during the night hours when they were especially vulnerable to predators. Now, these fenced-in areas, they essentially had one entrance, and it was generally guarded by a doorkeeper. Therefore, the picture was this. Many had come, and have come even since that day, claiming to be sent by God. Oh, they wear their titles and they wear their labels, all of which ultimately are designed to gain some worldly self-prominence and position and power. Certainly, I have met countless self-proclaimed pastors and evangelists and prophets and bearers of the mysteries who have all been given themselves some sort of haughty label. Strange how that label is never simply servant. Jesus, however, tells us that he came to be a servant. Philippians 2.7 says, But he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And Luke 22.27 says, Normally, the master sits at the table and is served by his servants, but not here, for I am your servant. It's all just another case of men wanting to be something in the eyes of the world, but not wanting to do something for that same world. The sheepfold was essentially a picture of that place of safety, that place of God's care and watchful protection. It's a picture of our life dwelling place when we're God's lambs. There have been countless methods and attempts to get oneself into that sheepfold in some other way throughout these years that have passed since then. In some other way, other than going through the narrow gate that is so prescribed in Scripture. We try to get in by our good works or our church attendance or the money we give or some level of moral living. These are not the way into that place of safety and care. They are merely attempts even if such is advertent, to circumnavigate around God's careful and precise plan. He referred to this as the narrow way, and if you recall, he remarked that few would find it. Matthew 7.14 is where it is, how narrow is the gate, and the way is restricted that leads to life, there are few who find it. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. 
To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.